Welcome back to the Knock On Sports and joining me right now inside the Whitefish Credit Union Studios. It is Micah Drew from the Flathead Beacon Sports Reporter there. Micah, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, Micah, you've been covering sports. Uh, you've been covering it for the last several months. It feels like you kind of started when the pandemic started, unfortunately. Uh, but when did you get to the Beacon? And, and tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so I, I picked a very great time to come onto the sports beat at a newspaper. Uh, I moved up here from uh, Boise, Idaho uh, in June. So right in the middle of the pandemic, right when uh, every single sports league from high school to professional was uh, suspended. So it was a it was a very slow start to to my specific beat, um, just with nothing to cover for the first couple months that I was here. Um, but uh, a little bit about my background: I was uh, raised in Boise, Idaho, um, and then I was in Missoula for the longest time uh, at the University of Montana, doing schooling and running cross country and track for the Grizz. Uh, so I'm a nice avid Grizz fan. Uh, and then I've been back in Boise after that, doing a little bit of graduate work um, before moving back up here. So been a little ping-ponging back and forth between Montana and Idaho and uh, a lot of time in the journalism world, but now I'm back on full-time, so it's nice. I gotta ask, do you ever get used to the drive? Because like, this one of the, being from Florida, I, I only drove 45 minutes usually to get someplace my longest drive. Here, hours, and I'd obviously ping-ponging back and forth. Do you ever get used to it? I got really used to it when I lived in Missoula. It was only about, I could do the drive in seven hours flat, um, okay. and it's a beautiful drive. You're right. along the rivers there in the mountains. Um, I have noticed that I now that I'm in the flathead, that extra two hours around the lake is, is just over my tolerance level. Fair enough, man. Um, <laughs> along with that, man, what's it been like for you? I mean, I, you asked me this question when you did the story about me, which, again, I appreciate uh, back in November, but what has it been like for you covering sports during this pandemic? It's, it's just been... I mean, weird. I mean, anyone who's who's been dealing with sports over the last year has has just had to adapt mm-hmm. first to the fact that there was nothing to do, nothing to talk about. Um, I mean, I I know uh, you on your show, you've probably had to struggle a little bit with coming up with segments, and you can only re-review the the previous season so many times before right. you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, but mostly, it's it was it was just a bit of excitement when stuff got the ball rolling again. I mean, athletes were so excited to be doing anything again. Um, what even though there were you know stipulations with you have to be masked up, you can't be as close to your teammates as you you want to be. You can't do some of the extracurricular bonding stuff, and mm-hmm. and you don't have the fans. Um, but people were just so excited to be doing stuff again that that's been a very exciting just atmosphere and level of energy that is a little bit I think elevated compared to normal. You've had a chance to talk to a lot of athletes. You had the, the best of the preps uh, uh, back in December as well. What's been the feeling when you've talked to high school athletes uh, during this pandemic? Again, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I've seen is that people are just, they have this added sense of, of gratitude that they even get to play. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time athletes at, at any level, um, college and high school and, and just recreational, you kind of assume that, oh, this is just what I do. This is what we do all the time. This is just another part of existence and it just becomes that that habit that kind of ingrained ingrained personality ingrained habits you've got there and i think this pandemic showed a lot of people that like oh even sports something as normal and mundane a part mm-hmm. of your routine of sports is not is not something that can necessarily happen all the time and right. um every athlete i talked to football cross country volleyball everyone seemed to just kind of realize that like this is this is a little more special I do need to spend a little more time realizing that I'm I'm privileged enough to play a sport. I'm privileged enough to have teammates and coaches and and these opportunities. And that's been really cool to see. I have to ask because the cross country state meet was up here as well. What was that like getting to cover that event? Uh, cross country was uh, so much fun. Um, 
My my sporting background is almost entirely in cross country and track and field. Uh, I think I started running myself when I was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing that for more than twenty years competitively. Um, and I do actually coach at the high school level um, nice. currently with the Wolfpack. Um, so getting to see that in person, the full state meet was was awesome. Um, I love cross country more than any other sport, especially at the high school level, because you have such a range of abilities and such a range of range of emotions that you get to to witness on any given day. Um, so I was super stoked that we were hosting. We have a phenomenal course out at Rebecca farm here. Um, beautiful course. It just so happened that it was held during a blizzard, <laughs> which is great. The first big snow day of the year, uh, happens to be on the state cross country meet, which is two years in a row now. Um, have you ever run in something like that? Oh, absolutely. What's uh, that like? Cause I've never run in something like that. I go hide. <laughs> Uh, being, being, uh, from the mountain West, you have some very weird conditions to run. in. I remember, I think it was my, my fifth year running at, at the university. We had our season opening meet over in Bozeman in Mm -hmm. September in the middle of snow. And it just, it's just kind of normal. You just get these freak storms up in the mountains and, and it's fun. It adds a little extra elemental feel (laughs) to a race and you really kind of feel primal, but, um, all of the kids at the high school meet handled it so well, even though it was it was a blizzard one day and it was like 18 degrees the next day. And I've never seen more people on a starting line in hoodie sweatshirts and beanies, <laughs> which is not normal for a cross-country meet. But that was phenomenal. And we saw ridiculously amazing performances there from, from all the athletes. So that was really fun. Right now, we're with Micah Drew from the Flathead Beacon. Uh, Micah, uh, just last week, had a great story about the uh, wrestling programs, not so much the boys, the girls' wrestling programs that made history only a few weeks ago over at Glacier High School's gym between the Flathead girls' wrestling team and the Glacier girls' wrestling team. Uh, What was it like writing that story and, and, and talking to those athletes? So, I mean, this is just one of the biggest storylines in Montana athletics for the whole year mm-hmm. is the fact that um, a year ago now, Montana High School Association sanctioned uh, girls wrestling as a sport. And it's the first time they've added um, a new sport to the activities list since um, the early 90s, I think, when, when soccer was, was fully sanctioned. So this has been, I mean, a conversation stretching several years. It's mm-hmm. been at least a year of people really realizing it was going to happen. And so we had the first uh, all-girls wrestling match, um, dual meet between... Uh, Flathead and Glacier uh, at the beginning of the month. And that was, I mean, historic in nature just because it was the first all-girls competition. Mm-hmm. It was the first duel. And also both teams have 21 wrestlers. Wow. Which is huge. That's phenomenal. Um, I think statewide they have um, a heavy majority of all the athletes are, are just split between those two schools. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Butte, I think, has 10 girls on their team. And uh, one of the billing schools has 20. But the fact that we have two of the biggest teams in the state are and they're in our valley and they can compete on a regular basis it makes not what was just a historic first duel right now this big rivalry and just this opportunity to wrestle every week in an all-girls format which is um the wave kind of moving throughout the country but it's it's brand new for montana well i absolutely love the fact because you, you talk about the, the historical impact of it as well but just the fact that you know what it's fantastic to see that girls want to wrestle as well, and that many girls want to wrestle because usually it just feels like, okay, if you're doing the winter sports, okay, you're playing girls basketball or you're swimming. 
All right. And, and girls, they want to wrestle. And at the same time, now they have their own. Uh, well, eventually they will have their own weight class. I don't think the MHSA has come out with those officially yet. But the fact that they're going to have their own tournament, their own uh, uh, set, they can still wrestle the boys, too, and still compete mm-hmm. there, I believe. But um, just the fact that we have this, like you talked about, is fantastic. And as many girls is absolutely. I, I mean, I love the sport of wrestling. I did it. And this is fantastic. I loved it. I loved when we had girls on our team. We only had like two or three. But to see, this is awesome. Yeah, and I remember back in growing up in Idaho, we had one or two girls wrestle in middle school and, and the high school teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's kind of what it's been like here in Montana is there'll be maybe one to a handful if, if, if you're lucky on any given high school team. Um, but talking to the, the coaches at Flathead and at Glacier, the, the sheer excitement for girls to do this sport. And I mean, they've been pulling people from every other sport. I mean, these, these are multi-sport athletes. They're coming from cheerleading or volleyball or soccer. And so they're just athletic. They want to be competitive, and they are competitive now. And like you said, there's going to be, I think the MHSA is considering seven different weight classes right now, and those will be finalized soon. But they'll have their own state tournament. Everyone gets to go. So it's Mm -hmm. just going to be this amazing chance for all of these girls to wrestle at the top level. And really, we'll be able to see some really good athletes come out of it. Yeah, absolutely going to be really cool to see uh, as the season progresses and what's those uh, weight classes do eventually uh, come out. Uh, Micah, for you, what's one thing that was either unique or that you discovered that maybe you didn't know while you were writing the story and talking to these athletes? Uh, one of the most exciting things that I got to see was when talking to Amber Downing, one of the uh, co-girls coaches at Flathead. And she's, uh, I believe, to my knowledge, the only female wrestling coach in the state right now, oh, wow. um, which is Huge. I mean, mm-hmm. she, and she's been coaching with the team for five or six years now, I believe. Um, so that alone is is very impressive. I mean, um, to have wrestlers, both boys and girls, just exposed to a competitive female wrestler and make that just kind of the norm in the in the weight room and in the mat room, I think that really boosted boosted the numbers in the valley. And she she coordinates one of the big biggest wrestling camps in the state over the summer. Um, so that's just really impressive. And she grew up uh, in Helena. Wrestling is the only girl on on the team in middle school, and then she was uh, a team manager in high school. But she's been able to see kind of this whole shift from when when she was wrestling way back in the day, where opportunities were a little more limited, mm-hmm. to now being one of the coaches of one of the biggest teams in the state, and really being able to be like, "Look, you girls have an opportunity that I wish I'd had," and they get to seize this and and take the moment, and um, she gets to be a witness to that. So that's been a really cool storyline to follow. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember talking to one of the uh, wrestlers, and her name escapes off the top of my head. She's one of the captains for the Bravettes uh, wrestling team, but she talked about how important that factor is mm-hmm. uh, for her and her teammates uh, as well. And I can only imagine having the teaching aspect and, and having some great knowledge there as well um, is fantastic. Because like I said, I mean, you know, it's always funny yeah, when I think about the Flathead Valley, again, still learning much about it, mm-hmm. is the history within cross country is deep. And then you look at the history within the wrestling teams here in the amount of people that are in it that are very successful, that are extremely successful, just even beyond the Valley is fantastic. So the wealth and knowledge here is is very, very deep. Yeah. And we also have um, over at the University of Providence, one of the only uh, collegiate women's wrestling teams in the state. And so there's just a lot of a lot of depth and knowledge to draw on statewide. And I think that's just going to continue to build as, as this continues. Micah Drew joining us here, sports reporter for the Flathead Beacon. We're going to talk Crosstown basketball next year on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home. Learning at home. 
and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. It is Crosstown Week. Flathead and Glacier renew their rivalry this week on the basketball court. Should be two exciting games. And joining us inside the Whitefish Credit Union studios to break it down is Micah Drew from the Flathead Beacon. Uh, Micah, I am really excited for this week. Um, I, the way I look at this week is, is that especially uh, between these two games, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, is that I think these are going to be two really competitive ball games. Not saying in the past they haven't been, but because of how tough the conferences already are in the AA, I think this is going to add even more intrigue to this rivalry this Friday. Absolutely. I think I think both teams are going to be matched up relatively well this week. Um, they should be very exciting games. Again, it's it's kind of a weird season in general just because we don't have the Eastern teams facing the Western teams. So mm-hmm. we who who follow and, and report on the store, we just get this kind of skewed version of, of what's going on statewide. But we have a very competitive Western Western Conference here, and we've seen some phenomenal games so far. We've seen some harrowingly close games, and we've seen some kind of iffier defeats than we'd like to see. <laughs> but I think we're, we're set up for another really good crosstown battle this week. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the girls' matchup here, uh, first-year head coach Sam Tudor, uh, second-year head coach Amanda Cram. Glacier's had the pedigree the last several seasons going to the state tournament. Obviously, it doesn't sound like we're going to have one this year, but either way, I expect them to be a team that, as you look at, is a veteran team this year and also a young team in Flathead. So a very intriguing matchup. Youth versus the veterans when you're talking about a point guard like Ellie Keller, Emma Anderson versus a Claire Converse or Maddie Moy. I, I think I would have to give the nod to the veterans this year. Um mm-hmm. I, as I'm super excited about about Sam Tudor coming on with the Bravettes. I mean, it's a phenomenal coach we've got there, phenomenal record, and I think he's going to do really good things with that team. And even by the end of the season, I think we'll start seeing more and more coming out of them. But um, I think right now, I think the, the Wolfpack's just looking maybe a little bit better. I think they have their game down a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. they're uh, just a little more stable right now. Um, and I think they're just going to have a really, really good performance, especially off some of those seniors and, and, and captains there. Oh, it's going to be hard to knock them off because, I mean, they took Hellgate to the wire and mm-hmm. almost knocked off the number one team uh, in the state in double-A in basketball, and uh, that was a heck of a matchup. And so Coach Cram's definitely got that group going here, and, and Ellie Keller is such a fun player to watch. I love watching her play as a point guard. Not so much against Flatman, <laughs> but um, just as a, in general, she is a, a fantastic basketball player. You talk about Kenzie Williams. You talk about two players from the Glacier State Championship soccer team. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both phenomenal multi-sport athletes, and when you're excelling at, at that level um, in one sport, obviously it translates over really well, but both of them, such a dynamic duel, um, such a high-scoring pair to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just doing a phenomenal job on the on the court, and I think that that's just really going to help, help carry them through the week. And then looking at the boys' side, mm-hmm. Flathead's got great scores. Glacier's got great scores. <laughs> Western Price has scored 20 points already multiple times mm-hmm. this season. Same with Johnston Kripe. Give me your thoughts on the boys' matchup. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good boys' matchup. I mean, Flathead's had had a pretty decent run so far this season in their in their first couple of games. The loss to Butte was uh, a little rough to see, um, mm-hmm. especially seeing how easily Glacier took care of care of the Bulldogs. So there's kind of just kind of this run around between some of those teams, and um, I think Flathead's probably going to come out maybe a little bit on top, uh, which I'm sure you'll love to love to actually <laughs> see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I just think the matchup their their teams are both pretty well matched. Mm-hmm. Um, High scorers on both sides. I think Flathead might again just be a little, a little more stable right now. I think they've got their momentum a little bit, a little bit stronger. 
Micah, for you, who are the two players you want to watch, whether it be on the same team, whether it be against each other? Who are the two players you want to watch in this matchup? Uh, I think, uh, I mean, Jackson Olsen's just just phenomenal to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, High scoring, very fun. Um, He would probably be the number one that I'd be going to. On the other side, I mean, Hunter Hickey's also just a very fun player to watch. Um, So I think we're we're just looking at, at a really good game this week. Right now, we are with Micah Drew from the Flathead Beacon as he covers sports there for the Beacon. Uh, Micah, brand new edition out today. What's your story? What do you got out today? So this week, I uh, went down to Blacktail Mountain, um, spent a little bit of time with the coaches of the Mars Racing Team. So it's the Montana Alpine Race School. It's their uh, youth competitive ski team down there. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal team. It's been around for about four years. I think they started in 2016. Just to kind of offer that that competitive environment in, on a low key mountain where it's sometimes easier to to let the athletes train without having to deal with the crowds that you see um, up at Whitefish in the north. But the the exciting thing is the the mountain down there finally got certified and is able to host world class races where the competitors will actually be able to score points towards the national and international series. So it's very exciting that there's this new race venue in Western Montana for. Racers to come from all over to compete. Um, the issue being that they were supposed to host their first race last weekend, um, and then due to a combination of COVID nineteen right. fears and also a massive windstorm that knocked out power on the mountain for three days, they were unable to do that. But I mean, phenomenal team, uh, really, really cool environment down there, and they're doing some really good work with with really young skiers in the area. Will they be able to host anything? Any future events coming up? Uh, they're trying to come up with a rescheduling sometime this winter, but um, just because the ski season is relatively short on the racing side, everything is kind of scheduled out. So gotcha. um, they might be able to slot something in, but they're they're set to host things now into the future, which is which is a really exciting opportunity for for our local racers. That's fantastic. And um, so when you're talking about those kinds of because you said international races as well, right? Mm-hmm. This is what could be coming, potentially coming. Um, do they have anything on the docket that could potentially be coming? Because we know that Rebecca Farm, they have their event and mm-hmm. <laughs> brings in a whole bunch of international people. Could we be seeing something similar? Down the line, it, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, okay. it is still a smaller ski resort, so gotcha. um, they are kind of limited by the terrain. But it was just a couple years ago that uh, Big Sky hosted um, one of the International World Cup Championships. And there was even a skier, uh, a master skier from from the Blacktail group that won an age group world championship. Um, so they just have this opportunity to, to bring these kinds of skiers and, and more events of this caliber to the area. Micah Drew, ladies and gentlemen, our featured guest here on the Knock on Sports, joining us inside the Whitefish Credit Union studios. Micah, if they want to follow your work and catch your work, how can they do that? Yes, so uh, you can go to the flatbeacon.com, and obviously all of our stories are there. You can also follow me on Twitter, uh, at Micah Drew, and I tend to tweet things mostly at you, actually, um, <laughs> back and forth. So uh, anytime you want to hear some, some banter on sports or whatever else is on my mind, uh, that's the good way to go. Micah Drew joining us. Micah, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Great to have you on the show and looking forward to having you on again yeah, soon. Yeah, thanks for having me.